You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me and Chris Meany, and it's you. And we want to remind everybody football is coming, and the pre snap show, our other show, yes, yes, we do everything here at Line Star, is coming very soon. So make sure you go over to pre snap. And subscribe to that. So NFL content starting in August. We're going to be doing some of the uh, previews of the teams. It's going to be great. Kind of get into the nitty gritty of what we think it's going to look like. Eventually, obviously, we'll get to the week one previews. We're going to have a wagering show. We're going to have a recap show. Chris Meany, we're going to have so many shows on the pre-step. I'm super excited. Are you? Yes, absolutely. So many shows. We got football August 1st, the very first game, the Hall of Fame game. We got the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. So, yeah, I can't wait to sit down and break some break down some football with you. Absolutely. I mean, I already got the block book. I'm prepared for season long and let's get everybody prepared for DFS. Get prepared right here. And of course, as Chris mentioned, the number one best selling fantasy sports and black book. Uh, out there on Amazon, go get your copy as everything's updated. We got everything out there. Uh, the cheat sheets have been updated. So go get your black book. Get ready for NFL. This is it. This is the time we're doing it. But there's plenty of baseball. And I know yes. if you're listening today, you're listening for baseball. And we're going to fly around yesterday a little bit. And speaking of flying around, some wacky stuff happened. Uh, but we'll get to what we got right and got wrong. But uh, Trevor Bauer would like to fly around with the baseball, too. <laughs> Apparently, he's uh, not too uh, happy about being taken out of a game. I think. Scott Pianowski, uh, who was a yeah, friend of ours, he had the best line, which is, I didn't mind him throwing that ball. Uh, what I'm had upset about was Angel Hernandez called it a strike. <laughs> <laughs> he was trending for a couple different reasons yesterday. Because of that, what Pianowski had tweeted, which was gold, by the way, is fantastic. And then actual Angel Hernandez called a clear ball a strike Aloy Jimenez was up at the plate and it was it was ridiculous I don't understand how they let this guy continue to ump and we'll see you know robot umps a lot sooner because of a guy like Angel Hernandez but yeah Trevor Bauer what a freak I don't know what like he owned it later I I like what he said after I mean he really just took all the blame I don't know what the hell he was thinking doing that I mean he's just uh what you a know, I kind of wonder I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of wonder if Trevor Bauer is like the first of many now to come down the pike who is going to be you know like the kids who did nothing but play baseball and and were always told that they were the best at everything and they probably were and they you know they just they lived this weird bubble life where they just were allowed to kind of do and act however they wanted and i feel like <laughs> i feel like there's more of them coming like there's gonna be a lot more memes coming <laughs> it's it's hard to feel like the bubble is going to uh burst for a lot of these people at some point but, Tell me you uh, read Terry Francona's lips when he went out yeah. to see him. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, you know. what the are you doing? Yeah, boy? Well, you know, so does Terry he get Francona. flipped now? Like, I don't know. There's always been reports that Bauer doesn't like people don't like him inside the clubhouse. Nobody I mean, likes him. Be, in, could, nobody likes him in Arizona. Why. Nobody likes right. him anywhere, it seems like. I mean, this could be why. I mean, the second second baseman, I don't think it was scope at the time. I forget. It may have been scope. Anyways, he like flinched like when he thought he was throwing the ball at him. Like and, and there's been some talk about Bauer getting dealt. I know that they're holding down a wild card spot right now. They got a lot of pitching. Corey Kluber's coming back soon. I mean, I don't think Bauer's in their plans. I mean, they had that arbitration hearing in the offseason. Arbitration hearings never go over well, but that was one that was 
voiced pretty publicly that didn't go well. Bauer is a little ticked off of all the negative things Cleveland was saying about him, but that's how that's how arbitration hearings go. I mean, that's right. that's, that's what happens. Exactly. So he he definitely is he he's definitely not mature enough to to handle a little bit of uh, you know. Well, it's weird because then he does a lot of <clears throat> other stuff lately on social this year that's kind of endearing and kind of likable. And yeah. then he acts like yes. a child some other time. And like I don't care. Like I don't care personally. I'm. I, you're just here for my amusement. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's how I look at every all of these guys. It's entertainment, yeah, and we are sure. part of the entertainment. You and me and DFS. It's all part of the entertainment. Line Star app. We're here for the entertainment. And you know, it's lucky. Eventually, when you stop being good, your antics won't go very far. You know, like all those unlikable qualities. Everybody can deal with an unlikable guy when he goes out there every fifth day. And he's awesome. You know, it's like Barry Bonds. Like Barry Bonds. Nobody liked Barry Bonds. No. Like his mom didn't like him. And nobody liked Barry Bonds. But you know what? <laughs> but damn it, you respected him. him. <laughs> yeah, but damn it, you respected him. That's the thing. And, you know, as soon as his contract was up and they looked at it as a liability, what'd they do? Eh, we're just not going to resign you. <laughs> you know? It's like we got as much as we can. We're good. We're going to leave you alone. And all the other stuff. Speaking of weird, too, mm. the Mets made a trade. And, I, I mean, I'm just... I don't even, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say anymore. The Mets acquired Marcus Stroman. And I mean, I'd like to see Marcus Stroman in the National League. That's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy. And all I keep thinking of people are like, well, they're going to flip him or flip somebody else now when it's a move to make a flip. And I'm like, really? That, is that what it is? Because I feel like the Mets are deranged and they think they're going to make a run at this because they're six games out of the wild card, I think, or something like that. And yeah. the two teams ahead of two of the teams ahead of them are the Phillies and Nationals. So I guess they feel like they might be able to control their own destiny. And I don't know if they're wrong, because if you look at if they kept Marcus Stroman, let's say they were not sellers. Right. Let's say they were, you know, they bought and this is it now. And they're just no, we're all in. We're going to be healthy and we're going to play good baseball for the next two months. Who's to say that they couldn't? Because is there a better healthy rotation than that one with DeGrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler and Stroman? Well, you know how I feel about Stroman. Yeah, I like him. I, I think know you love Marcus Stroman. I think he's solid. He's steady. I mean, he doesn't have a big strikeout rate when you look at his numbers. And yeah, 2018. Been, I mean, he's had two 200-inning seasons, and there's not a lot of Mets pitchers on that staff that have had right. one. Yeah, and I mean, that, that season in 2017, or the season in 2018, rather, where he actually you know what it was it was further back than that it was 2015 when the jays are really good and he blew out his knee in spring training um you know he was he was feeling a bunt he blew out his knee and he came back and he had four starts in september and he had a 1.24 era and he led the jays to a division title and they were making some noise in the playoffs and i thought that was his coming out party he had a 64 percent ground ball rate that year he's got a he's got a 59 percent for his career he pitches in what is a bad environment against heavy hitting teams in the AL East. And now he gets to go to one of the better pitcher parks in all of baseball. So I'd like Stroman. I think he's a solid two on teams. And now you put him in a rotation, like you said, with DeGrom and Syndergaard and Wheeler and Matt. Yeah, he's like their four. And to be honest, he's been better than Syndergaard this season. I mean, he has a 2.96 ERA. That's top 10 in baseball. That's the exact same mark as Garrett Cole. Like he doesn't have that strikeout pedigree but he keeps the ball on the ground and that limits all the damage. I think he's a solid pitcher. So a little bit confused what the Mets were doing. I think it was a brutal <laughs> return on the Jays part to get yeah. two mid-level I mean, average, not even top 100 is, prospects. One yeah, guy's getting I, lit up in triple A, Joe. I know. I, I look, all I know is I just keep shaking my head. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with this whole thing. The Mets or the blue Jays, this whole thing. Just, I saw this and I went, huh? You know, I just assumed when they saw Marcus Stroman trending on Twitter that he was going to some other team. And I see that it's the Mets. And I said, 
what? <laughs> like it just continuously I think got going weirder for, weirder. I'd like, yeah. I, I just, I'd like I admire the National that. League. Like, I'm sure we're going to start buying him more in the National League because yeah, it's yeah, be some yeah, better for setups sure. for him. Yeah, right, and I admire a team like the Mets though doing this. Like, I they all they yeah they have to go all in. You get Cano last year. He did all these things. Well, that's I mean, what I just think. Go it's all like, in and do it. You got another year. Yeah, exactly. Go another it. year of Stroman. Who knows what they're gonna do by the time the deadline hits? I what Wednesday? Like, what are they gonna do? Maybe Wheeler is gone. But hey, you're right. Maybe they're gonna go for it. We'll I see. don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Wacky. All right, let's go uh, fly around the yesterday. Uh, Aaron Nola got his ninth win. Nice to see, even though he did get the quality start. Uh, Kevin Gossman, uh, obviously, you know, gave up a couple of runs there. So the uh, the one big start, you know, honeymoon kind of over. But yeah. in that one, you got home runs from Harper, Hoskins, and Rio Muto. Uh, just, you know, so that's that's a good sign for the Phillies. Uh, we also had uh, flying through yesterday, you had uh, Yonder Alonso, who's back with the Colorado Rockies now that's and back right. in baseball. Uh, but we also were very much on the Blue Jays stack. Yes. Uh, so that was a positive, too. Ten runs from there. Justin Smoke, who was a guy we talked about, yard work. That's exactly what we wanted from the middle of that order. That's a positive. Uh, Jason Vargas just keeps on <laughs> hitting wins. I don't, uh, you know, talk about Smoke. It's another guy, does he get bumped out of the rotation now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like him or Matt's. Like, honestly, I guess. Yeah, he's I mean, been Vargas good. Has pitched he's been out of the, so good. But Vargas has pitched out of the bullpen before, so yeah. I'm thinking yes. Uh, disappointing for uh, Robbie Ray. He was my guy. It did not uh, go as planned. He got I mean, the loss, 11K, unfortunately. Though. But I was going to say, but 11K. So, I mean, I guess, you know, if you, you choose your color here because you had yeah. Strasburg beat Bueller. So we knew that was going to be a tight one. Now, this one kind of got wacky at the end, too. All of a sudden, it was a very tight game. There was no scoring still uh, to the fifth inning. And then after that, <laughs> there were 15 runs scored. So, it's you wild. know, things got a little, little wacky there as we continue to go through. Um, the other thing was that we were kind of fading uh, Dakota Hudson. He got the loss. We talked about that being a bad yep. spot for him against the Astros. So we were right on that. Jose Altuve just keeps hitting home runs. Yes, I have a yes. board bet with somebody on Twitter that if Jose Altuve hits 24 home runs again this year, that he has to buy me a bobblehead of Jose Altuve from my shelf. Oh, and, I mean, he's um, eight away. Yeah, I, he's only eight away now. He's gonna do and that. he was uh, this guy was talking trash when he was on the IL. He's like, "See, I told you, blah 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 blah." Yeah, where are you now? <laughs> you know what? Now? Another sixteen. <laughs> yeah, where are you now? Because he's definitely gonna do it. Another takeaway for me too, and I know we kind of just laugh at him is is Wade Miley is just having a heck of a year. I mean, a three point zero six ERA, another win there. He is uh, just the he ground is. ball guy. He's not a good fantasy guy, but he, again, just moving forward, when you see Wade Miley on the hill, I, I don't. I think the first initial instinct is to attack him. I think it's to avoid him actually. Yeah, I agree. And we were uh, we were wrong about Bumgarner. He actually come away with the W there. Um, he didn't pitch great. <laughs> he gave up four runs, but he was able to get a W nonetheless. So, I mean, I guess, you know what? I'm going to take it back. No, we were right. We were yeah, right. I don't care if he fine. got the win. It was it was not a great performance for him. And, of course, in the evening, which was not on the on the slate, but just to point out, Chris Sale lost to the Yankees. So, there you have it. I mean, that was a, it was a wacky weekend. Uh, I'll tell you that. It is definitely a wacky weekend there. You had a lot of dingers on Sunday, which is fun. But that was yesterday, Chris. And yeah. today is a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it. And uh, let's start things up in Washington, where you got Patrick Corbin at 10.8 against Dallas Keuchel at 8.8. So Patrick Corbin has been an enigma for us. How do you approach this one today? With these two guys going head to head, that's the DK price, the FanDuel price, Corbin 10.4, Keiko 8.1, so very comparable. So give me the breakdown between these two guys, if at all you want them tonight, because it's not a huge Monday slate, it's kind of short. 
Yeah, it's tough. You're right. It is short, and there's not a lot of studs. And really, like Corbin is, he's kind of the true stud on this on this slate. But I mean, he just faced the Braves too. I don't like to do it personally. I, I don't like to go against the Braves. You know this. And just looking at strikeouts for Corbin, 151 and 130 innings, it's 10 per. And just look at his game log and see, you know, where the strikeouts come from and the games where they haven't been there. And, you know, the one start against Atlanta. I mean, 5K is fine. It's great. But am I going to spend 10-8 on DK for for that? I don't know. Like Caleb Smith and, and Paddock and Gray have strikeout upside as well in their game. And they're, you know, significantly cheaper at least if you go down to gray. So I don't think I'm going to go there pers- personally. I've been wrong before on Corbin. I can't really, I'll be honest, I can't get him right. Like last week, I wanted to fade him against Colorado, and he was good. I wanted to play him in a start against the White Sox, and he gave up seven runs. So I just, I don't have a great feel on him. But honestly, I have a feel on the Braves lineup there. There's some guys there that just hit lefties really well. Ignazi Albies <clears throat> moved up to the two spot. Right. We know about his success against lefties. Josh Donaldson's bat. So I, I don't know if Acuna doesn't play in this game, that will actually be enough for me to to maybe have some more exposure to Patrick Corbin. I know he left yesterday's game with just neck stiffness, so I don't know if he's going to suit well, up today. You know, you mentioned those numbers that they've had against lefties, and I and we talked about that earlier in the show this past week. I want to say against Ryu, we talked about that if memory serves, and yeah. that was one of the reasons why we were a little sketch about you know we wanted to fade Ryu from the slate, and you know what, it ended up working out in the end because Sanchez did match him like we thought he would. But it's it's funny. I, I tend to agree with you. This is not a great uh, glowing slate in terms of cash game arms. He's going to be super chalky. There's him. And then we'll get to later on in San Diego. We'll get to Paddock. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if, you know, with the small slate, I don't think it's terrible. I, I think that there will be enough people that want to get fancy and go all the way to the other side with Keuchel and, and Atlanta. But when you dig into the numbers, it supports that that's not necessarily the way to go. And by the way, <clears throat> can we all just also say, I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but Juan Soto down to 3-2. What? what? Whoa. On Fandle. Yeah. On Fandle. Well, yeah, so that's like ridiculous. Howie Ken- and Howie Kendrick has done nothing, and his playing time is starting to shrink too. So yeah. he's at 2.3. So I don't know if this is one of those, like, you know, potential where you throw him in a lineup and go, hey, he's done nothing for so long. Maybe you get a breakout, but I know it's a little risky. I, I don't know. I mean, I- I'm looking at this, and I-, I think that Corbin is is pretty safe tonight. I really do. And, yeah. I, you know, it's it's not – and and – there will be enough people that will get fancy on it. Now let, let's see. Do we want to get fancy with Sonny Gray? Sonny I, Gray is I, 9.2, I do. And I'm, I feel pretty good about this one too. 9.2 on FanDuel over on the DK side, 9.4. So again, comparable price. I like it. Yeah. He's been solid for, for quite some time now. I mean, you, you go, you, you know, he hasn't allowed more than four runs in a start this season. Pretty remarkable. It's amazing. That, and it's that only, is an amazing stat. And he's only allowed four twice. And it came in Milwaukee. We'll give him a pass. And it came against the Braves, who we just talked about. And I want to give him a pass in, in those two starts as well. Um, he's been but great. The strikeouts have been there, too. I mean, look, uh, he had uh, 12 Ks a couple weeks ago against the Brewers. Uh, over his last 33 innings, 42 strikeouts, seven walks, just 19 hits. See, to me, that's even the biggest shocker is the 19 hits. Like, when did Sonny Gray becomes so tough to square on. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to understand. And well, here he is. And, and it's just unbelievable. They, I, and I, I'll tell you what, I will say this. Sonny Gray for the extra $1,000, which is about what you're saving, yeah. I think is worth it in cash game tonight on FanDuel and the standalone to do that. I think, I think you take that money and you spend it on offense and you do fade Corbin because that's how confident I am in Sonny Gray against the Pirates. But if you want to go with Corbin, I don't think it's bad either. I think it's going to be fine chalk anyway. 
Yeah, 100% agree with you. I mean, he enters with a 55% ground ball rate. He's got a 53% for his mark for his career, and that's what keeps him out of the trouble. And he's got the 10K per nine. He's been on record to talk about Derek Johnson and the pitching staff in Cincinnati and how he's just been – they've been on the same page all year. He's been able to use his slider. He feels comfortable using some of his pitches that he used in Oakland and that New York wanted him to get away from, and that didn't work out. So he enters this start. He's got a 3.44 ERA at home, solid. Lefties are only hitting 193 against him, a 242 Woba. And look at some of the lefty bats inside that Pittsburgh lineup, like Frazier. Reynolds is going to spin around. Bell's going to spin around. Moore and Dickerson are not doing anything. So I like Sonny Gray a lot. I, I, it's, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm going to play him. And I'd like him more than Corbin tonight. All right. Since July 6th, I just want to point this out here. Here's a fun Josh Bell stat. Guess how many home runs Josh Bell has since July 6th? Zero. Zero. Guess how many RBI he has since then? Oh. Oh, man, I don't know. Seven? Two! Oh, wow. He's the Two. only guy that hasn't hit a home run since the Derby, like, participated <laughs> in the Derby. I know right, those exactly. those always come around after, all oh, you ruin your swing or whatever, but there's always one guy that struggles after the Derby. I told so you, far, I told you, the, the magical, I, I'll never, I forget where I read it, so I'm just going to take credit for it myself, that <laughs> uh, it's, it's not really about the guys changing their swing. It's about the fact that nobody tends to repeat a hot first half. Right. You know, when they're on fire, just baseball, things start to, you know, rectify themselves and level out. And look, Josh Bell right now, you know, they're without that middle of the order presence. It's not like they're they not going anywhere. And, you know, they're they're not going to be. I don't think they're competitive tonight against Sonny Gray. I think this is a lock for him. Now, where do we want to go against Jordan Lyles in this game, too? Because that's something to consider. You got Eugenio Suarez at three nine. You got Puig at three one. Um you got also Scooter at 2.6, so lots of cheap guys there. Even Senzel at 3.5, I think, is in play tonight, too. Um, and, you know, that's the nice thing about getting, you know, on the FanDuel side of things, it's a little cheaper. Now, on the DK side, Senzel's 4.5, not terrible. Puig, 4.4, not terrible. Scooter, 3.4, huge discount. So those are the guys that stick out to me. Suarez at 5.1, is that too rich for your blood, or do you play him tonight if you're all in on the Reds? You, do you have to even? Uh, yeah, I think he's, well, he's definitely, you a, have to. yeah, I think if you're going to stack reds, you get their, you get their best bat in there. Uh, lefties is the way to go. I think against Lyles, um, you know, 321 average 416 Woba 603 slugging pretty significant. So maybe Votto in there. Uh, you mentioned Scooter Jeanette. I think that's a pretty good call. He's, he's fairly cheap. I know. I don't think anybody's really going to be on Scooter Jeanette. He hasn't been all that good since he's, since he's been called up, but the fly ball rate against Lyles has been against lefties 42% compared to 34 from righty. Uh, so I would go that way with maybe with maybe Votto. Josh Van Meter has actually been surprisingly good. I don't expect him to continue um, to have success. He's not this good of a hitter, but he was raking in the minors before he was called up, and he's got three homers in his well, last four games. It's two seven. I don't mind it. I, I was yeah. I kind of left him for you to discuss because I figure you would you know pop into that. But that to me, it's about the price return on investment. At two seven, yeah. At three seven on DK, meh. Like it's, yeah, agreed. It's, tougher i'd rather yeah. go i'd rather go the scooter route uh with the more proven hitter and i think i just take yes. that but look hidden at two seven i think you throw him in the that utility slot or whatever on on fanduel and i think you get by with it uh let's move on to arizona where merrill kelly's taking on caleb smith uh smith is 9.4 on fanduel which is basically the same price as sunday gray so no and no. he's 10.6 which is the same price as uh as patrick corbin so is there a case to be made just because of ownership for caleb smith tonight yeah, I wonder. You think people will just shy away from him? Is that what you're? Is that well? What you're, I'm just saying the 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 pivots are so obviously 
right in line with each other, with the other two guys that we like more. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, look, over the last 24 innings, 20 strikeouts, 10 walks, 15 hits. That's been solid. He's got three wins over his last uh, four starts. So he's yeah. been pretty good. I think it's just a sheer ownership play, like differential. So yeah. if, you're, if you've got that same, if you're doing multi-entry and you really like, let's say you want to throw a Sonny Gray lineup in tonight on FanDuel, and then I think you maybe you do another one with Caleb Smith just to cover yourself. Yeah, I, you know what? I feel, yeah, it's a good call. Good strategy. I feel better yeah, with Caleb not a lot Smith, tonight. honestly. No, there isn't. There's not a lot. This is it, really. And like and like you said off the top of the show, another guy that we, we'll get to at the end. So, I, you know what? Arizona hasn't really, I know we've been talking about them this weekend. You know, heading into the weekend show, we were mentioning, at least I was, that they'd be good plays all weekend against Miami. Well, they blew that start Friday. They blew Granky's start. They got the loss. Uh, on Saturday, he scored some runs, but yesterday, you know, we talked about Robbie Ray. He was fine. They couldn't get any offense. Like Caleb Smith, actually like him a little bit more than Corbin. I like the environment. I know he's a fly ball pitcher, but, you know, he's racking up some strikeouts. It's, it's a good environment at home for him today. There are a couple guys inside that Arizona lineup that crush lefties like Martin Escobar that I'm slightly worried about. But after that, he could get through this lineup and get seven to nine strikeouts. I really think he could do that. So I, I think it's a good pivot off Corbin. And again, I just feel safer. I'm just afraid of that Atlanta lineup. So, and I think a lot of people are. So Corbin is, he's a good tournament arm, but I think S Smith is a little bit safer if you're one of those cash game guys, but great to me is, I think there's a big gift difference in, you know, at least what I feel between the two, like Smith and gray. I like gray more. All right. Very good. I, I, I like gray more too. But I, I think if if you're going in the multi-entry route tonight that you do some interchanging because there's not a you whole lot to interchange, to. Yeah. you might as well. All right, now, speaking of tournament stuff, Brad Keller, who I was right about last week. I get yeah. it. Brad Keller, yeah. And Brad Keller's been pretty pretty, pretty decent. Of late. Another guy, too, 32 innings, his last 32 innings, four wins over his last five starts. Uh, the strikeouts aren't huge, which is why you got to pick your spots. And he's a little hittable. He's got 31 hits in the last 32 innings. So that's the thing with Keller is you got to be very careful. So am I going to do it again tonight? Because look, if I'm looking for a secondary pitcher, he's 8.4 on DK. I think he is the quintessential guy tonight. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the same thing applies. We talked last week about him. Like he keeps the ball on the ground, enters at a 53% ground ball rate. Look at the at Jays home. at yeah. home. There are yeah. a couple of Jays bats heating up and you were all over them this weekend. So I, I felt like when I looked at this, I was like, where is Joe going to go? Is he going to go with Keller? Is he going to go with these cheap J-bats? Like Vlad Guerrero Jr. has been heating up lately. He had a pretty good weekend. Uh, free bow with the Stroman trade. Maybe we'll get a little uh, bow in yeah, the line. Yeah, Gurriel had a good weekend, too. Gurriel so had a good weekend. And by the way, just want to point out, he's he's down to 3-6 now. So that, that price yes. has come way back down yes. to earth, thank goodness. Yes, for And I sure. got Biggio leading off in that line, too. A little flip-flop yeah. going on that lineup potentially tonight again. But I, I still think Keller is the kind of pitcher that will give the Jays a hard time. I think so too. And so, you know, he does pitch the contact a little bit, but at the same time, they're a bit of a free swinging punch. So I, I don't know. I think Keller tonight is my secondary arm because really just almost out of necessity. I really just like out of necessity, Brad Keller tonight. Uh, but yeah, you make some good points there. Also as a point out, uh, you got Hunter Dozier at three, two Jorge Soler, three, one Whit Merrifield, three, four. That is a nice little stack. I know. Alberto Mondesi not being in is a bummer, but uh, on the DK side, these guys are super expensive. With Merrifield four nine, Dozier four five, so I don't love it. I like the Royals with Keller uh, on Fanduel. If you want to play him as a tournament arm, I just don't know if there's enough upside with the strikeouts on the short slate tonight, so I wouldn't do that. But I like Keller as the secondary arm ten on DK. I think that's the spot where you want to play him. So Kenta Maeda at six eight 
in the Colorado against John Gray. Now, John Gray's numbers have been better in Colorado. We've pointed that out many times. He has been crap lately. I am running away from this. I want nothing to do with either of these pitchers. Uh, give me the offense in this one. <laughs> so, and uh, if that's the case, where are you going for offense, Chris, in this one today? Which side or both? Yeah, you know, for the first time all year, I think we we're finally going to see the Dodgers priced accordingly. They took a, an outing to in Colorado to make it happen. But even still looking over there on FanDuel, there's some guys that are, are pretty valuable um, in terms of price. Like A.J. Pollock is only 3.8. Corey Seager is only 3.5. Um, if Will Smith gets in the lineup, he recently was called up, um, you know, for the Dodgers. They, they got rid of Barnes. So I know, you know, where we're looking, Fantasy Labs has – uh, Russell Martin, but you know, I've been checking out line star and I checked it out over the weekend and they liked Will Smith and he's got some power. So if, you know, we, we don't talk about catchers much and if he comes up, he's going to be pretty cheap getting that lineup. So I would just do whatever to, to, you have to stack this game. I know a lot of people will, I wouldn't have full exposure. I would have other spots as well. Other, maybe other game stacks, just in case this doesn't go as according. Well, that's why I like the, the red so much. I think it's the yeah, red. Yeah. I think it's a great fallback. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but 6.7 team applied total six on the other side. So I'm just, I'm just going to seek out value really. Um, you know, obviously you have some home run potential with, with Ballinger and Muncie and Jock Peterson at the top. I mean, he smashes righties, but still looking over on Fandle with Pollock and Seager, um, Turner, Verdugo only three one. Uh, those are those are some guys, and on the other side, Colorado is going to be able to have success too. Like Kenta Maeda has been unbelievable at home. He's not the same pitcher on the road, and we know what you know pitchers struggle. You know, you know what happens when they go to Colorado. So on the other side, like some of those guys, like Dahl, still cheap three four, Murphy three six. Um, yeah, th- that's kind of where I would start. I mean, even Arenado's four two and Story's four one. I mean, when you look at other prices like Blackman four five and Bellinger four nine, it's that's a bit of a value there with those two guys. It's a huge value for Arenado for sure. Now, the one more spot that you can make a case for for some offense tonight is against Jordan Zimmerman, and that's your Angels. So yep. you got Trout, Otani, Fletcher, Upton, even Cole Calhoun. There's some decent values here too. Obviously, going to pay through the nose for Trout. But at the same time, you're going to pay for one of these guys like Bellinger or Arenado or Story or you know any of those guys anyway. So I understand he's super expensive on DK. I get it. But there are some opportunities tonight to work Trout into a lineup. But look, I, I, to me, I think this is the other one. I think it's I think it's you got the Angels tonight. You got the Reds. If you don't want to go into Dodgers Rockies, you take those two and just fade it all together or mix and match them if you want. But to me, I think the Angels are very much in play tonight against Jordan Zimmerman, who's just been complete trash. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other stack I like as well. 6.5 team implied total. It's the highest on the board outside of that game in Colorado, right? So there's going to be some runs. Zimmerman's a high contact guy. We've talked about David Fletcher before. I think I mentioned on Friday's show or Saturday's show, he's the hardest guy in baseball to strike out. And he had four hits on on Saturday's game. He just has a 93% contact rate. So he sets the table for the rest of the crew there in LA. And there's some value there with him. So Zimmerman is a fly ball guy. And you know what? Jaime Barria is, is not a bad little play either at 7-2, especially like if you're going to play the late slate tonight, if well, you're one of those your guys other that to play. That's your yeah. other secondary default arm tonight on DK. Too. Yeah, you go Paddock or you go Barria. I mean, he enters with a 9K per 9. The Tigers, we know all about this lineup and how they strike out a ton. And I watched his last start against the Dodgers. He's very impressive. He only allowed three hits, one run. Uh, so he does have a little bit of strikeout upside in him. So I think he can get to seven or eight, and there's a good shot at a win. So at seven two on DK, it's not a bad call. I like well, I it a lot like better on drafting. You to get trout. You exactly, I mean? like and you, you should get you, trout. If you like, if you like the Angels tonight, then and you want to go with him as a secondary pitcher, well, he might as well be all in and go with, uh, go with trout too, and that allows you to do that five seven. It's super hard, but I think a guy like Berea at seven two allows you to make that happen 
and still pretty responsibly. There's one more left, and it's Chris Paddock. He's at 10.2 on DK tonight, so pretty expensive there over on the FanDuel side, 8.9, a huge variance. So my question is, let's take him one at a time. Chris Paddock at 8.9 at home against the uh, Orioles, or do our boy Sonny Gray from the beginning at 9.2, difference, which way do you like? That's a good one. Stop. I like gray. I like gray. I like gray I, too. I, you know what? I like Paddock. I, I have nothing against him, but it's the same thing that we've said all year with Paddock. Like, who knows what the Padres want to do? There's more variance in there. Yeah, Gray's you could take so him out in the sixth steady. if they wanted to. Right. He could, the pitch count could be up. The, he yeah. could go five innings and pitch really well and then come out anyway. Um, he could pitch, you know, mediocre. And there's just a lot of variance still with Paddock by comparison. So I agree. I'm going with Sonny Gray too. And I think if we're going that route, then I think that when we compare him on DK, he's a fade tonight because yeah, when you get to 10.2 for that same price, that's when you start to get into the Caleb Smith, Patrick Corbin. And again, it's, it's, it's just a sheer ownership play. Like if you play it as an alternative one and it hits, then you're separating yourself. But I don't know if you have to take that risk on. And I don't think I would take that risk in cash games tonight at all. No, I think it's the wrong way to go. Agreed. 100%. All right. Anything else here from this game? Do you want to get involved with uh, some of these bats over here? Tatis is up to 5-4. Machado 4-6. Renfro 4-7. Will Myers sighting yesterday, by the way. He actually hit a home run. I didn't know you still play baseball, Will Myers. Well, yeah, because he, uh, he hasn't been. I mean, he's lost a spot in the lineup, right? He just has yeah. not been playing. Um, so he's a two four tonight on Fanduel. Talk about uh, talk about he, free squares. <laughs> yes, yes. Good call, actually. Nice catch uh, by you with that. Because if you are playing on Fanduel, and especially if you're going to play late slate and you're looking for a cheap guy, he has some upside. If he finds a way into the lineup, for sure. I just wanted to, you know, kind of pat your back on. Santander. I mean, you mentioned him the other day and and he didn't hit any home runs in that series against the Angels, but he had a three for four game, a two for five game. He he came away with five RBI in that series. It's somebody to keep an eye on. He's got some power in his bat and he's moved up in the order where he's hitting in the three or the four spot. And I expect him to do the same tonight. I'm not talking about playing him tonight, but I'm talking about just I mean, it was a nice catch by you. I mean, he's been good. He's trying to go good. He's been good. I even picked him yeah. up in our league, which, by the way, I saw the only person had a bigger week in our <laughs> uh, home league is you than me. <laughs> so look at us. Look at yeah, us. I want to beat you it. in the World Series. That's what I want to do. Another week left. The guy's got some he's he's closing the gap on me, but I've got a shot. Uh, I think I've already gotten my oh you already crushed you him you crushed, the yeah, he, did, he didn't show up i was ready he, he didn't show up he brought a gun to a bazooka fight and i brought the bazooka <laughs> so, uh and that was without scherzer going twice it was all I paul know. goldsmith and I, altuve and, and Akui. it was all the hitting all the hitting goldsmith has been completely yeah all the worries about goldsmith again another amazing second half here he's from, just pressing from he's just that kind of guy he cares yeah. he pressed the first half like everybody carl's Beltran, his first year as a met press just too much pressing everyone's trying yeah. to impress everybody then same thing with harper i bet harper's gonna have a great second half yep, not that he was he a will. bad first half necessarily it's yeah. as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be okay betting lines not a lot but what do you got no not a lot at all um okay well i'm gonna take cincinnati obviously i like the reds uh at home I think even though I feel like the Reds can score five or six runs, I'm going to take the under in this game. It's at 10. So I, I like the Reds and the under. I like the over in Colorado, obviously, between the Dodgers and um, the Rockies. I like the Angels. I think you can pick them by two. You're going to have to. They're minus 250 favorites. It's You're, not, you're really going to have to lay some juice to get some return there. So I think you can pick them by two, three runs tonight, get some runs. I like the Padres and the under there. And then, you know what? I'm going to go 
against the grain. Let's go the upset pick of the night. And I don't really consider it one, but the Braves plus 130 against Washington. All right, there you have it. So it's that time. It's time to call our shot and where we're going yard. And I'm going to go in Colorado. I know. Look, there's not a lot to choose from. Usually we don't like to do this, but there's not a lot of the games to choose from tonight. So I'm going to go with Jock Peterson at the top of that lineup off John Gray. Uh, as you mentioned uh, so astutely before, Jock Peterson has been crushing uh, right-handed pitching. And I think he will crush John Gray tonight. So give me Jock Peterson to go yard. Chris Meany, who's your pick? You know, it's been a long time. You've done this a lot, but it's been a long time since you've had a leadoff home run in a game. Yeah, I would really like to see that. You have a leadoff. You know, you I didn't had... even think about that. Yeah, let's do it. First <laughs> let's pitch. Let's do it. Start First strong. pitch, Jock Peterson. Just boom, gone. First pitch of the game. There it is. Set the tone <laughs> and be done with it. That's what I'd like. All right, I'm going to go to Anaheim for mine. I'm not going to go with Mike Trout. I'm going to go with a guy who's struggling, um, but I've seen Ooh. some signs from his game lately. I know if you look at the box score, you think, eh, but I'm going to go with Justin Upton, the former Tiger against Jordan Zimmerman. I think he goes the yard tonight. All right, there you have it. You can follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17, at Chris Media, at LineStar app. Don't just uh, subscribe to this show, but if you subscribe to this show and you love it, give it a nice five-star rating and review. Keep pumping the uh, gut. And by the way, our listenership is going up, which is crazy for this time of year. Usually this is the time where things are going in the negative, but you know what? Not so much with you. No, you love us so much that our actually numbers have been better in July than they have been all year long. That is amazing, and that's a tribute to all of you. Absolutely. And we appreciate you guys, and we want you to follow us for football too. Again, go find the pre-snap show. We just tweeted links out. Linestar has been tweeting links. We'll keep tweeting links. All the tweets, all the links. Go get ready for that because football is coming. Go get your black book. And there's nothing left for us to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.